Hey friend, and welcome to the Hair Goals Podcast. The Hair Goals Podcast is brought to you by Salt Society, a hair and business community serving the beauty industry with salon business coaching, hair education, and personal development mentoring. The Hair Goals Podcast is your weekly dose of powerful education from coaches on our team, industry leaders, and stylists just like you. So let's reach those goals together because your success is ours. Welcome to the Hair Goals Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. This is your host, Jamie C. And today is going to be a collaborative effort from Anna Lucas, who is the owner of Lucas & Co. in California. And if you know anything about Salt Society, we're on the East Coast. But uh, So it's so great to have Anna here. And she's actually in my house with me right now, which is even cooler because she's traveled all the way here because she's a Salt Society travel ambassador and she's going to be teaching a class with me inside of the Salt Society classroom tomorrow. I'm so excited. Well, you're listening to this tomorrow. So we're teaching currently if you're listening to this and if you're listening to it in the future, then we've taught and it was kick-ass. Um, but today we're going to be talking all things like the honest truth around salon ownership dun 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 because we're <laughs> we're both salon owners um in different capacities and i just think it's awesome to be able to have like a really real and honest conversation around what it takes to be a salon owner what it feels like to have this experience in our lives and some helpful tips and tricks for people who are wanting to open a salon and then also people who are navigating salon ownership so let's give it up for anna <laughs> Hello, I'm so excited to be here and to talk with you guys. And I've been through so many ups and downs as a salon owner the last few years. And so I'm always happy to sit down and talk about all the facets of what it takes to be a salon owner, what goes into it, and the roller coaster that we're on. So it is a roller coaster. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. And we're also sharing one mic. So. It's great. We're just leaning in. Leaning in. Um, okay. So I'm going to share my story first and I'm going to ask some uh, questions for Anna too. So I've been a salon owner for four years. I have the most amazing team on the planet. Um, and I think the biggest um, thing that I have navigated, like I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to say it the truth really quickly. Um the hardest thing about being a salon owner, um, not so much right now, but that used to be, is that before I did any like healing or self-awareness work, um, being a salon owner is literally personal development on crack. Like it will show you and mirror back to you every part of you that needs work, every part of you that needs um healing or strength or all those things. And I think for me personally, like it's been, um, you know, I have built myself into this, like myself into this non-reactionary person. I'm just very much like, tell me how I can hold accountability. How can I hold space? How can I listen? How can I be better? How can I improve? How can I be there for you more? Um, and then let's now go back to you and how can you do those things as well? So we both are holding space for each other and holding accountability. But then also I think the biggest thing that I've learned is like, I cannot be the solution creator for absolutely everybody's life. Yeah. <laughs> 
right? And then like also if you have an issue, I also need you to come to me and communicate that. Um, And it doesn't have to be scary and it doesn't have to be hard, but at least come with the concern and also come with a prepared solution on your end, right? Yeah, that's really good. I think that's one of the most important things is as you build relationships with the team and as a salon owner is to um, have an open door policy where you can have people come to you with concerns, with issues and anything like that. And then you can give your input and help problem solve. But then you, yeah, you cannot be the solution to every problem. You cannot be the end all for everything, especially, um, well, whether you have renters or employees, but it's, um, it's a lot of character building and, like Jamie said, personal development that you don't know you need till you're there. (laughs) And you don't know a lot of things about it until you're there, which is the beautiful thing of learning something. You don't know everything that you don't know. And as we learn and grow, we see the areas that we can be built as a human being. And a lot of those areas for me have been, um, have caused me to become such a better human and a loving human and a empathetic, patient person. And um, it's been such a journey of growth, but worth every second. And even though it's one of the hardest things I've ever done and I'm sure will continue to be, it's so worth it and worth the growth that we experience. All right. Here's my first question for you. Uh, what do you feel was like the driving motivator for you to even actually open a salon? Because I think for me, it was, I was so particular on the client experience Mm -hmm. that I wanted to curate a space that felt different than what actually existed or I had experienced. So that was the driving motivator. I wanted a place that people could come in and feel safe and create and that felt good and like you could collaborate and cheer each other on and it wasn't clicky and it wasn't negative and it just was safe and happy and like people were just creating and it was awesome. So that was it for me. Um, What was it for you? Yeah, that's so good. I relate to that so much. Um, My biggest motivation for opening was that for stylists because I have a rental salon. I have 18 renters and I've had more than that. I've had less than that. I've had two locations. Now we have one. And so I've gone through an array of um, the amount of people we house, but everything I want under our brand is to provide and create a space for stylists to be encouraged in the business that they're growing. And as, um, as hairstylists to feel empowered and like they have a space that is positive and encouraging and uplifting and beautiful and all the things you just mentioned for clients I want as well for any person to walk in the door and feel this uplifting like new experience in a hair salon and I wanted that for renters I had never had that personally I um did I didn't hop around to salons I was only in a few but I was in the new generation of social media. And so I started doing hair a few years before social media. And then when social media came around, I started seeing um, more salons on social media. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could maybe create a space 
that is um, very like life-giving and that brings joy to people's lives. And I've been in some of those spaces and wanted to create that as well. So mostly for stylists as renters to support them, uphold them in their business and um, always be around for them as like a present salon owner. I like what you said, life-giving. Yeah. Oh, that like, oh, I felt like a, I got a visceral <laughs> like body response from that one. I was like, oh, that feels so fucking good. Yeah. Oh God, life-giving. Uh, because I think anyone who's listening, hi, by the way, beautiful soul, um, <laughs> uh, has been in a salon experience. And I don't want to say this is like you know, conducive to like every, like everyone has had this experience, but I feel like a lot of people can has, uh, you know, have had an experience where they haven't felt safe in a salon environment or they felt left out or it was negative or they felt bullied or, um, not important. And, um, it just feels really good to like be able to say, Hey, I have the opportunity right now to, be in a place that feels really good and create it for other people that feel really good. And just, it's like the gift that keeps on giving, right? It's like, you know, you try to create the change for what you don't want to tolerate in your life, you know, and then you create a solution for it. Um, so I guess my next question and I'll share my experience and I'll, you know, hand it over to you. Um, the hardest thing about being a salon owner, I think that's a really good question. If I do say so myself. <laughs> uh, so for me, it's been, like I, I think I said before, personal development on crack. So I opened a salon when I was had no self-awareness. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just trying my best and doing my best and knowing like I have a heart of gold. I'm doing my best. I want to love people. I want to bring them together. But honestly, like I didn't know what it meant to be a leader. I didn't know. And I had an incredible team that like allowed me to grow. And I was so determined to learn. But then um, I went through a really bad battle with um, postpartum depression while I was being a salon owner and trying to lead. And at that time, during going, um, during my postpartum depression, I lost two team members. Um, and again, I have a small team because I have a small space. Um, and it brought up, it triggered me in a way and in a way of like losing people. Um, because after my brother passed away and then I've lost my cousin and then my aunt and like just, I just saw so much death around me like all at one time. And so my brain was just like loss is loss and it just brings you right back to that like horrible place of like, you know, someone leaves and you're like, they've abandoned me. They've left me. And it's like, it's, that's not what it was. Like that wasn't the reality of the situation, but I was already in a very dark place and in a scary place. And I think people didn't feel safe coming up to me and saying like, Hey, um, get your shit together. <laughs> like we, you know, we're not okay with you acting this way. Um, but I felt like once I started going on the healing process and really learning how to actually be better for myself, that was the only way I could like actually be better for anybody else. Um, I learned how to navigate through, abandonment issues though. Like when people leave, um, I can say, Hey, I love you. Yeah. 
thanks for being a part of my life. I continue to cheer you on from wherever you are. And um, I feel as though I've been able to do that. Um, and I've had people leave since then, whether it's there, it just, they've outgrown the space. They want a new environment. They are whatever. I mean, honestly, it's, it's none of my business as long as that they felt catered to and safe and then they want to move on. Um, I think I've, I've heard like with coaching, I've heard a lot of, um, salon owners like, well, they owe me like, look all like, like, look what all the things that I did for them. Right. And it comes from this place of lack and this place of scarcity. And like, no, I think as our, our job as a salon owner is number one, to provide a safe working environment. Number two is making sure that you're giving them, that you're responsible for giving them everything they need to survive, like to survive and thrive in that place, but also to be successful in whatever way that means to them. Cause not everyone's success looks the same. Yes. Um, and then also it's my job to allow you to grow. And if you get to a place where you're like, all right, I'm feeling ready to spread my wings further. And then I fucking did my job. Like then hell yeah. Cause I can't expect everyone to stay. Right. Like that's, it like doesn't make sense. But like when you're coming from this like traumatic wounded mindset, you're like, please don't go, please don't leave me when it's like, no, go. I love you. Like you'll still be, you know, I'm good job. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, I think what I'm working on right now, um, because I definitely always am the solution creator to a fault. And instead of just like holding space and listening and making them feel truly valued, I'm like, how can I make it better? How can I, what else could I do? So I'm working on stepping away from being the solution creator and more so how can I make you feel more valuable? How can I make you feel cared for and special? Um, and that's really still learning like how to have really authentic relationships because I've never been able to do that ever since I've had really all that um, loss in my life. It's been really a learning experience of how to care for people without um, an expectation. And it's gotten a lot better, but just relearning and unlearning. Thanks. That's amazing. Um, you said learning how to care for people without expectation. And I think that is like the gist and the summary of my journey as a salon owner. And um, it's like hits home so much because that's, I feel like that's my job. That's what I do every day. And it's really hard to not have expectations on the people that you're building deep relationships with. So myself as a salon owner, I like to build deep, meaningful, these like precious relationships with the stylists in my salon. And that's just how I've done it since the beginning. We sometimes hang out together and I think there's a balance between friendship with your um, renters or with your employees versus um, <clears throat> making sure that you have a balance in your life because it is a business. But that is the line that I have struggled with if we're being real and honest as a salon owner, um, building these wonderful relationships with these women in my salon and then not being able to or not having the expectation on the other side because this is a business. This is a place that I'm providing them to grow. And again, if they have grown out of it, I want to 100% fully 
let, um, fully encourage them to spread their wings and go somewhere else. And it's happened a few times over my few years. Um, and it's been, to answer your question, one of the hardest things that I have gone through, the hardest thing has been to, um, essentially lose people that I really loved and that I cared for a lot, but, um, it doesn't have to be a negative thing. It doesn't have to be this huge loss as long as, um, I can support them in their journey leaving as well or staying. That is the place I always want to be in. So to any salon owners listening that are new salon owners or, wanting to open a salon, I think one of the most important things you can do is um, build really deep, meaningful relationships with your team, but also be very open-handed about who you have and how long people stay and that everything you do for your team um, should not necessarily have an expectation back and that um, I'm here I'm here to serve my team. I'm here to support my team and give them that space, give them that um, that place to grow and thrive in their business and in themselves as a stylist. And as long as I can help with that, I'm happy. So um, I'm such a relational person. I'm very, um, I'm like always been like, I don't know a stranger. And so I love meeting new stylists and I love new stylists on our team, but it has been one of the harder things about owning a salon is seeing people kind of um, come and go. And I think any salon owner would relate. Um, and so when you asked that earlier, that's what I thought of. And then you started speaking of it. So yeah, it's, um, it's been a journey, but I've grown so much in my, um, my, I guess, expectation of myself and expectation of people. And I always want to be supportive and uplifting no matter the season that a stylist is in. So thank you for sharing that. It was so good. <laughs> so good. And and you can see the common the common thread, right? It's like it's it's rooted in love, it's rooted in caring, it's it's rooted in growth, right? But like at the other side of it, it's like how do you transition after like expressing so much vulnerability and like love and care towards developing somebody's growth? Do you just be like, okay, bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the reality is, is it's, it's not just like, okay, well, it's just challenging for the salon owner, right? Like it's challenging for the receiving end too, right? Um, but I think one thing that I've realized is that through becoming NLP certified for those of you who don't know what that is, is neuro-linguistics programming. So I am also a trained mindset coach, success coach, uh, manifestation coach, and I utilize that in my teachings behind, um, in, inside the classroom and in, like in the salon with my team, with, um, with the Salt Society community. I am always bringing forth like what I know to be true, um, with just human behavior and quantum physics and all those things and how they really play a role in literally everything you do all the time. And I think the biggest thing that I'd like to talk about is every person in your life. And this is if you're a salon owner or a future salon owner, this is like one of the most important things that I can ever teach you or share with you um, or just shed knowledge on is that everyone is a mirror. Have you heard that before? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So basically is that we have, and your mind is basically, we're going to call that perception and perception is cultivated with your beliefs, how you were raised, what you believe is possible for you, your self image, your confidence, all of those things, um, how you perceive the world internally. That's basically it. So like Anna and I could be sitting here and we could have two completely different, um, outlooks on life and experience the same thing, but experience it differently simply because of how we have different perceptions on life, right? So the thing, interesting thing about perception is and then there's projection. And projection is perception outward. So basically like how I talk, how I act, like that's the projection on my inner world, on my inner perception of the world. So everyone is literally just projecting their beliefs, ideas, values, what they believe to be true about themselves, what they believe to be true about the world, um, their capabilities, all of that. So now that we know that, right, and that's basically the mirror is what someone is, like my inner world will be mirrored back to me all the time. So what I see in Anna like the beautiful things I see in Anna, like she's kind, she's loving, she's caring. She's like, she's humble and she's sweet and all of these things. Like I would only be able to recognize those things in her because on some level I see that in myself, right? Like I can only see all of the good that she is in comparison to what I see in myself. And the, the same goes the other way. Like if Anna was behaving a certain way and I was like, bro, you are triggering me right now. Like what that means is there's something that she's projecting into, into my world that is either I don't um, fully in love, fully love or accept about myself or I am unhealed or feel uncomfortable with. So for example, um, people who were, when I was in my healing process, because I was using work as a um, an escape so I was in like this kind of just, I would say like a hustling mode, but not really. Like it was always in, like I wasn't working more than I should have. I was just always in my head about it. Like I'd be at home with my kids, but I'd be thinking about work. And then I'd have, like, I'd be projecting my ideas of like, oh my God, like I have to get this done. I have to get that done. Oh, I have this idea, blah, blah, blah. I was like just neurotic thought processes all the time. So I would see that like wounded masculine toxic behavior in other entrepreneurs and I'd be like, no, I can't be around it. Like it's making me really uncomfortable. And the reason is, is because that was what I was and I hadn't fully, I couldn't fully accept that part of myself. So I couldn't be around other people that brought that up in me. Um, and then the more you heal, the more you see like, okay, that person's behavior is like no longer affecting me anymore. And you're like, oh, now I get it. So now you're thinking about this. We're going to take it a step further, right? So now we're thinking of ourselves in the leadership position. We are this person who's leading other people. And then we have other people who are either triggering us. And then so at that point, you say, what is this teaching me? What is this teaching me? What is this person asking me to accept more fully about myself, heal inside of myself? Um, because it wouldn't be bothering you to that extent if it wasn't a you issue. Yeah. Wow. 
And the same goes true about somebody else, right? They're projecting, like they're having this huge reaction about something that you do. And you're like, what the fuck was that? Like, and it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. So something that I learned recently, um, her name is Lindsay Means. I'll actually, I'm going to post, I'm going to put her in the show notes here, but um, I was at the Hair Love Retreat. And something that I've been always really interested in, but haven't to- like taken the dive in learning more about. Have you heard of human design? Oh my God, it's incredible. I actually have a two hour like extensive call with her um, this coming Wednesday, I think it is. Um, but she's just incredible. And she told me that I'm a projector, which is there's different types of um, human designs. And so I am the mirror. I will always show somebody like the way I behave. I I am a, I'm the person that's supposed to stand in the spotlight. Like I was meant to do that as like my human design. Um, and because of that, I will always be that person that shares more light into somebody's darkness. Wow, and I trigger the shit out of a lot of people. And it's always been and, – and just knowing that recently, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And then I'm just like, oh, like people would like – project at me and be like, what the fuck did I do wrong? I was just like being loving and kind and like, I don't get it. And they would leave. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, all right. Well, clearly I, I always, you know, look inward to be like, was that, did I do something unkind? Was I whatever? But a lot of it is, is that my human design is designed to spread light and allow people to, and I'm just like, oh, great. (laughs) Of course, of course, the person who has an issue with people leaving in her life, (laughs) assign me that task. Thanks. (laughs) Anyways, um, if you had like a, um, some, I guess, how do I want to say this? I don't even want to say tips and tricks because that seems so surface, like, um, words of wisdom for either somebody who's currently navigating struggles as a salon owner or wanting to open a salon? That's so good. It's my favorite subject. (laughs) I just love like being able, I'm so humbled to use my experience the last few years to be able to help anyone. So that's like something that humbles me so much. And I just, I feel like sometimes we're put through situations in life to help people behind us who like will go through it soon. And I just love that. So anything I've gone through, I always love to um, help with words of wisdom. Um, So there's like a few things I can think of. One is I know a lot of salon owners that do and are opening salons for um that have been wounded in the past by salons they've been at. And so I've seen that be like a common theme and that was not personally my theme of opening, but that's okay. And if you are doing that, opening a salon by coming from a lot of traumatic experiences in, in salons you've been working at, um, I would suggest and encourage you to do things that bring peace and go in the direction of things in the salon that bring peace to you. Um, if traumatic experiences brought pain and frustration, um, look toward things that bring you peace. But don't um, maybe write off 
things that helped you grow and things that got you to where you are because situations in life always can help us grow. So, um, I guess I'm just trying to say like, if you feel like you want to write off everything that you experienced in a traumatic situation, just to know, know that it can help you grow into your next season as a salon owner. And my biggest tip and piece of advice is always surrounded by, um, the theme of community and relationship and building this um, these relationships with your team that um, are vulnerable and deep and um, happy and joyful and where you as a salon owner are going to have to be a listening ear. You're going to have to have an open door. You're going to need to have this drive and desire to watch someone else in front of you thrive. And that is one of my favorite things is to see my stylist growing beyond where I ever grew or growing into a new space for them in their business. And again, if that means them leaving and going somewhere else, or if that means they're now teaching and um, their clientele is fully booked, um, I think it is the most important to, no matter what, build relationships with your team and be a leader, not a boss, which I did a video on with Salt before, how to be a good leader and not just a boss showing up, giving orders. You're there to essentially be the the backbone and the and behind your team and the humble kind of servant. I mean, you guys wouldn't believe the amount of time I spend cleaning the salon. And the amount of time behind closed doors that I spend on the business and that, I mean, for years into the business, I was spending like closing up the business, cleaning everything, even my girls' bowls and brushes. And I think being this like humble leader that takes on helping your team is is good. Of course, there's always a balance. There's always a balance. <laughs> and there's, <laughs> I always struggle with like just um, probably working too much, but there's a balance. But um, those are like things that come to the top of my head. Um, and to just have fun with it, it can be so exhausting and draining, especially in this pandemic to navigate every single thing being thrown at you. And I have learned that we can have fun with the salon that we're running. It's such a beautiful, amazing journey. And we can let the thing on our list wait till the next day. There's always going to be a long list. There's always going to be things to do. And we can just let that next thing on the list wait till the next day. Whether it's freaking ordering that thing you need, sometimes it's okay to let it wait till the next day. And um, I started having fun with owning my business and owning my salon and started having fun with my everyday tasks and not taking it like too heavily. So so good. I like how you just said, like, have fun with it. Yeah. Right. Well, well, here's the reality too, is if you're just starting 
to open a salon, it can feel very overwhelming. And I think for me, the way my brain works is in the very beginning before I started to pace myself was I would think about owning a salon and then it would be like a cluster of like all the things I needed to do in my mind and it would feel like a hurricane and then I'd be like paralyzed and like, well, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm nervous. I'm scared. And then my limbic system, which is like the fight or flight, would just spew off like panic, anxiety, all the things because all my thoughts were future casted. They weren't actually in the present moment. And I was worrying about things that I didn't need to worry about at the moment. So my biggest quick win for you is if even if you are a current salon owner, like pace yourself. Think about what is like a make a priority list. What is the most important like first three things that you get done each day that's going to get you closer to a larger goal. Mm -hmm. So instead of like opening the salon is the goal, it's like licensing first, right? Hypothetical, right? Or just like core values, like my why, like what am I doing this for? Like what is my, do I want to have commission? And if I do have commission, do I know like what, um, like do I know everything I need to know about that? And if I don't, who can I ask? And just start there. And then once that's good, or maybe it's rental. And if that's the case, then figure out everything you need to know about that, uh, about that subject and then move to the next. And there's, you know, our team has coaches. I mean, you've worked with them before on a two is like, we have coaches that can help you. And if you don't um, want to hire a coach, just join our community. We have literally thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people inside our free Facebook community for stylists and salon owners. So if you are looking for just like feedback in your process and you're not looking to hire a coach, that's totally fine. That's why we have, you know, a free resource for you. We have tons of blog posts, tons of things that you can do, um, education, everything that you could need um, to feel more calm, confident, fulfilled in this situation. Um, and if it's aching at you to open a salon, then open a damn salon. But also this is the one thing that I have to say, know that you're doing it for the right reason, not because it's what you think you should do, but you have this inner knowing of like, this is the space I've always wanted to create. This is a part of me that I know will be challenged, but I'm up for the, I'm up for the challenge. Not like, well, I'm just feeling unfulfilled and this is what I see everyone else doing. Because then you're most likely going to feel unfulfilled and miserable because it's going to pull parts out of you that you didn't know you needed to look at. Um, so that's my quick win for the day is really just focusing in on a particular priority. And then this also language is huge too. Your language is the end result of your belief system. So if you believe it's going to be hard, it will be hard. If you believe it's going to be easy and everything's going to be, you know, um, you're going to handle it and everything's going to be fine, then most likely that's how you'll experience a situation, right? If you're always nervous and afraid and fearful of the next thing that's going to happen, then you're always going to be on high alert and you're never going to be able to like fully embrace the wonder of what you've created, yeah. right? So um, any last words for salon owners or future salon owners? I love it. I, I love that last tidbit about seeing that you can do it and not expecting the next thing to fall and the next thing to happen. And that's such a shift in mindset when you're trying to foresee things that could happen, but you don't want to live in that place of fear of the future. And so continuing to be like, today's today. 
I'm going to enjoy today. I'm going to enjoy my team. I want, I love what I do. I love what I have the privilege of doing in my life right now. And so I'm going to take it as it comes and anything that comes, I will figure out and I will deal with, and I will have the tools to um, be able to navigate. I love that. Um, I love you guys. I think you're so brave for opening a salon, any salon owner out there. I think you're so brave and so amazing to create this space for guests and stylists with such a big heart for whatever reason you have of opening your salon. So you are so brave. I love that. Just a gentle reminder that you brave as fuck. Um, <laughs> just a gentle reminder in case you forgot. <laughs> um, so um, Anna and I are just so grateful to have had this opportunity to speak with you today. And I'm so grateful to have Anna in my life and that you're part of Salt Society and that, you know, you are doing the damn work out there in California, you know, helping people like be in a safe place. There's nothing more valuable than loving the work you do and loving the place you do it in. Like that's so powerful. Um, so in the show notes, what I'm going to leave for you guys is some um, resources to help you on your journey. And um, if you need any additional support, if you need someone to talk to, we're all here for you. We're just a click away. <laughs> so it's just up to you. And I always, I, I heard this um, actually from my friend Elizabeth Fane. She just said, you are responsible for your own education. You're responsible for your own like, ex like basically how you want to experience this, yeah. you're responsible for it. So if you want to have experience of expansion and growth and love, like you're responsible to reach out to people. Like they're not going to come find you if you're struggling They're, you know, you go knock on their door. And if you're knocking on the right person's door, they're going to open it and fucking give you a big ass hug. So <laughs> that's basically everyone at Salt Society. Um, so I want to send you a bunch of love. Know that you're not alone. Um, and if you're having a challenging time right now, know that you are seen and heard and loved. And there's so much support waiting for you and you can navigate it and you're braver and stronger than you think you are. Um, all right. Sending you a ton of love and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye bye for now.